From the Schmoes No Network Studios in Los Angeles, California, it's time for Guilty Movie Pleasures. And now, here are your hosts, two of the guiltiest cats I know, Josh McCuga and Steve Simone. What's up, Schmoville? Coming in hot today, Steve. Yeah, Feeling fifth it. element. Fifth element. Not one, not two, not three, but four, but five, like King Kong Bundy on the pin count. <laughs> Fifth element. You got, you got to start off with the pro wrestling uh, yeah. references, of course. Uh, good to be back. We had a we had a lot of fun last week. Um, we uh, we said we were going to do Denzel Washington movie, yeah. but the only one that people wanted to see was Man on Fire. And according to uh, the head boss in charge, Christian Harlow, yeah, he said it was it's not a guilty movie pleasure. So we weren't allowed to do that. So uh, we reached out to some people. We thought a really cool, fun thing to start doing is to bring on guests, and they bring on their guilty movie. Dude, pleasure. I love that because I love hanging out and making new friends. Yes, it's probably my favorite. <laughs> And we have an, a, a friend of mine and a soon to be new friend of yours, Steve, is coming in today to talk to talk Fifth Element. Uh, but before we get into that, guys, uh, there are some problems with iTunes. Oh yeah, dude, Disaster so City. We don't know really what's going on, uh, but somebody here to possibly clarify that. No, we we'll, we'll bring her, bring her on in a second. Uh, I, we don't know what's going on, where it is, but when it does is found, we will share the link. Go back, subscribe, rate, five stars, comment, whatever yeah. you can do. I mean, we had so many comments and good ratings that this whole conundrum has kind of messed everything up. So when that does happen, until then, just go to and watch it on YouTube, and uh, we'll comment on as many comments as we can and try and talk to you guys. Uh, but we appreciate all you guys watching and tweeting and and recommending movies. Yeah, it's um, the best. It's the best. Uh, and we thought, you know, bringing the guests on uh, to so they can talk about their movies. And then yeah. that way, you had never even seen Fifth Element. Never saw it. So the fact that that we have such a lovely guest coming yeah, in. Yeah, she's really pretty. Yeah, she's very pretty. Um, and she is a big fan of the Fifth Element. Uh, and she's also the, the co-host of Jedi Alliance here on the Shmozno Network. Uh, she's she's a beautiful Australian girl. Yeah, she looks like she could be one of Kill Bill's assassins. Yeah, she does right? look like, like that. It's the Aussie Viper. Uh-oh, <laughs> the koala's here. No! <laughs> Are you... I'm a marsupial, bitch! Like, that's her... Kind of, you know what I mean? I'm not a bear! I'm a marsupial! <laughs> that's her. That is her go-to. And you know she has a knife. Yes. Like a crocodile it's Dundee knife. Somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, on her person. She's an assassin. Legit. The the best video gamer I know. And really? Just, yeah. And all around And she's me. a girl. And she's a girl. <laughs> I just said that because people are going to be like, how dare you? <laughs> it was just a goof, dudes. Just a goof. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Maud Garrett. This is Maud. Hi, Maud. Hi, Maud. Hey, how are you guys? Awesome. Uh, Maud, what would the name, sorry, what would the name of your TV show be again? Then there's Maud. <laughs> then there's Maud. Well, now it's like, I'm a marsupial bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want that to be it now. We got to get you a t-shirt that says that. And then it's <laughs> like you. Then there's like, so like a- it opens the door of like, put it in my pouch and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Do yeah. all marsupials have pouches or just kangaroos? Yeah. Oh, they all do. <laughs> Isn't that what makes you know them a marsupial? Do you know where Australia is on the map? I do. Okay. 
Hey, I have pen pals from Australia. <laughs> no, you don't. I swear to God. 1994 calls. Yeah. <laughs> no, sick. it's the best. Well, how did you develop these pen pals? From because Australia? of my other podcast. Mm. And I was like, you know, it would be awesome if somebody wanted to be pen pals. And everybody from Australia wants to be pen pals. <laughs> There's nothing else to do. Aww. It's awesome. I love it. I never had a pen pal. I always felt jealous for those kids because, like, you know, you would send a pen pal out and then I would never get a response. Aww. And all the kids in my class would get responses. And I was just like the lonely kid. Like, Greg from Germany never. He never wrote me back. It's BS. Uh, but we're here talking Fifth Element today. Maud, one of your favorites. Absolutely. This is in my top five movies of all time. Really? So it's not a guilty movie pleasure. It's a proud movie pleasure. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of pleasure Involved. derived from this movie. <laughs> when was the first time you saw it? I actually was thinking about that. I can't remember because when I started watching it, I never really stopped. Okay. It's not like that pinnacle moment I was like reflecting back on. So you didn't see it in the theater? No, because it came out in 1996. Yeah. When I was 10. Mm-hmm. 97. Sorry, 97. I got it. Really? Yeah. 97? Well, maybe, yeah, 97. Well, it says 97 on IMDb, but I don't know. If, okay. Yeah. And then you That's guess. official. Then, yeah. yeah. You know, I was listening to Hanson and Spice Girls then. Mm-bop. Mm-bop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Um, but I, I never really kind of was into sci fi. My favorite movies before that. Was- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Was the Princess Bride and yeah. Willow, and that's set yeah. back in time, and there's sword fights. What? You're <laughs> just realizing I'm a nerd. I think this is all just sinking in. Princess you now. Bride's awesome, though. Yeah. I never saw Willow. Never saw Willow. Oh, great! Right, I know. I know. That's all my look at JT's in the booth dying. <laughs> oh my god, JT, you tweeted that recently, didn't you? I lost it. I loved that. I was like, hashtag not a woman, not a woman. Well, in the the ultimate showdown on Thursday, Willow was one of the questions, not for me, but for Ken, and I wouldn't have gotten it because I forgot the name of the the actor. It was like, uh, who? What movie starred the two like main actors in it? And I I didn't know the name of the actors. And I've only seen Willow the one time, and I saw it in theaters. Wow! Yeah, I can actually do the impersonation of that two-headed monster. Go do it. Go now. <laughs> I've never even seen I don't even know if it's good. I just oh, want to see you do it. Yeah. It's not pretty. Now. It's not pretty. JT, you might be able to see it. You know the one I'm talking about? And it does this. And it blows the fire. And then it gets the sword through the nose and the mouth and it blows up. Anyway, that's how I um, make friends. Is that your Tinder picture? Is that you the evil monster? And if you can't tell that it's from Willow, yes. then it's like swipe left. <laughs> Did you ever have to do that when you're a kid to make friends? Like if you're the new kid in school, oh, you won't let me sit at your lunch table. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and then a sword and explosion. Not bad. What, mine? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Less than the eyes. We are off the rails, and I'm loving every second of it. Uh, one person in the studio today did see Fifth Element in the theaters, and his name is JTE. Hey. Wow, he's a, he's a big fan. Oh, great um, movie! I will say the first time I saw this movie, I was in college. Um, my freshman year, and I'd, I've I'd heard of it, but I never watched it. I'm a huge Bruce Willis fan. Right. Me too. And I, I get there, and these dudes across the hall, they became my good buddies, Brandon and Mike, and they were like, have you ever seen the movie Fifth Element? I'm like, no. They're like, it's about a woman that's perfect. And I was like, let's put it on. I that was my first that. problem with this, though. 
Because if she was perfect, she would have had at least C cups. Like, not to be a dick. <laughs> but, like, when she started to materialize, everybody's like, she's perfect. I'm like, she's not even Brazilian. <laughs> First flaw for one of the is floored by that one. Well, I, when I heard of The Fifth Element, or when I kind of watched it for the first time, I didn't take away from it that she was the perfect woman. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no. She's, a, she's I, perfect. But the, I, I took away that this was the perfect sci-fi movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, it had everything. It's like the Princess Bride of sci-fi. Without it's Andre the Giant. got everything. Yeah. <laughs> so why did it have everything to you? Go. Um, I think that they really nailed um, what the futuristic world would be like. I think they did such a good job with, the, you know. You like, think that's what the futuristic world is going to look like? 300 years from now, you think that's Didn't what the Didn't you notice is? we already had technology now 15 years later that that's was like. Better. Yeah, that was better than what was supposed to be 200 years in the, the future. The cell phone is big. That would be considered uh, a big cell yeah, phone. Yeah, and, and, you know, they don't have the, the technology for the computers. I get like that. The, it's like very two-dimensional. Yeah, but was, the things like the, the apartment layout, I that think was, was cool. so great. The weaponry was amazing. The ships were great. Mm-hmm. McDonald's. Even, yeah, the way that they did McDonald's. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all of those. But the attention to detail. Like, even I, I, I love that the apartments would be that small because There's, they're so overpopulated. Did you ever, do you ever yeah. catch when uh, the president played by Debo from Friday? Yeah, Not Zeus, ex- Tiny Lester. <laughs> yeah, Zeus, Tiny Lester. <laughs> Uh, that um, he says, I have 200 billion people to protect? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 200 billion people. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So they all have to fit on the planet somehow. Yeah. Going in sky rises, going straight up. Now, here's my only thing with the futuristic world, because I want to believe that everything is possible in the futuristic world. Yeah. Like flying cars are definitely something that could happen. I bet we could already do that. No, we can't. Steve. Yeah. The technology it's a, it's is not there. A- Magnets. It's there somewhere. Are you, I keep thinking the same thing. Everything's got to be magnets to make them fly. Yeah. Why aren't we installing magnets everywhere? Know. Magnets is a, a repellent, so it would kind of hover, but right. you wouldn't get propulsion from it. It's like a monorail. I don't know. Monorails are magnets. Let's ask Tesla. <laughs> yeah, Tesla or SpaceX. Wait, no, I know, th- I mean, that's Nikola what a monorail Tesla. is. A monorail is, is, but is it's run also connected on, at the top and the bottom. So it like a, fits in on the rails. And right. The, right, you're right, but it is a magnetized thing. But it's, there's no there's propulsion going forward, but you can't go up. Right. But it's still hovering on the magnets. <laughs> right now, at this second, I realize I have the lowest SAT scores. Smart kids always like science yes, fiction. Yes. Um, I will say that, like, for me, for this movie, when uh, when I was convinced to start watching it, that I did fall in love with Mila Jovovich yeah, relatively quickly because I do like alty kind of girls. Mm-hmm. I like girls like I feel like if Mila Jovovich she would have been in like a punk band. Like if we there if there was Fifth Element two, she would be like in a punk band at the beginning and like the punk band was big. I mean Bruce Willis was their manager. This is just all like dream scenarios for me. Mm-hmm. Got some tattoos. Well, she already has a tattoo in her wrist. Do you have that tattoo? No, no. But I have worked with a makeup artist and I saw it on her wrist. And yeah. I was like Fifth Element. She's yeah. like yeah. You should get that, I think. No, I've got I've got others. Yeah. You don't have, do you have any tattoos? No. <laughs> Steve's not a tat. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a tattooed guy either. Because I'm always afraid that I'm going to get wrongly accused of a crime I didn't commit, and I'm going to have to live on the lam, uh, and I don't want any tattoos. To... <laughs> and this is coming from a guy that hasn't seen a lot of movies, but yet your imagination, as far as movies yeah. go, is that. Yeah, it's the best. goes straight to there. Um, so, opening in this movie, I was I didn't really know what I was getting into, and you you immediately get Luke Perry in yeah. a in a temple. I love that he gets an opening credit as well, and Luke Perry. It's yeah, like for all hysterical. of his four minutes and two lines. And that was ninety seven was right around the time that nine hundred two and zero had sort of just ended. Yeah, so he wasn't really like a he was sort of still a superstar, but he had nothing in this movie. No, he was just like a punk just, little guy like Upham in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah. That was it. And he's just, and he shoots the nice guy. 
He shoots yeah. those big, nice yeah. robot guys. So it's not about Luke Perry at all. No. no. I don't just think he deserved an opening credit. I agree with you. And I don't think Luke Perry should ever be demanding opening credits in such a brilliant movie as The Fifth Element. Are you okay, Steve? Yeah. It was the first movie I ever saw that made me... Like, I remember when I was a little kid and my family would get together and we'd watch movies. Mm-hmm. And my mom would just annoy my dad because she didn't know what was going on. And then, now, who's that? Is that the bad guy? And my dad would be like, babe, I know as much as you do. And then he would just, you know what I mean? Now, what's happening? God damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she would just always have questions. And then this was, usually I could figure stuff out. But this had so many different elements being thrown at me. I'm like, wait, wait, which? Hey, all right. Try the veal. Um but I didn't understand. Like, first there's the the priest guy, yeah. and then the walls open, and the other aliens are there. But then there's bad aliens, and it's got to be 300 years in the future. Right. And then there was, like, Gary Aldman, <laughs> and then there was the other dumb, like, mercenary. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then there was the giant ball of fire. There's a lot to keep track of. And there then was an a lot opera of singer. In this. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of different things. Well, I think if maybe if we went, we went, I mean, and then kind of just went Yeah, maybe plot. somebody could explain stuff to me. Question. Because you- I don't know if I should like it or not. It's the oh, it. it's such a unique movie where it was so fascinating, so cool, and I like I, I I don't know how I became a nerd, but I love science fiction. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if this was good or not. <laughs> like if somebody, I think I could be swayed. Like if somebody's like, it's the worst movie ever, I'd be like, yeah, Chris Tucker was annoying. Yeah, <laughs> or he if was somebody was brilliant. <laughs> oh no. He was I love Chris Tucker in this. Oh, he, he was so was fucking so good. Great. Oh, he was great. That he, was one thing that didn't work for me at all with this movie really? was the humor. Really? Yeah, I was like, that's supposed to be funny. But... Oh, I thought the humor was great. I think that this is the first time they've really Let Maud sell you on science it. Science fiction okay. and comedy. Like, th- things as funny as, you know, when he's getting the takeaway. Spaceballs, science fiction and comedy. No, that's satirical. That's like really okay. tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, this is like clever, witty. Well, I think the funniest part is that they did have Debo as president. Right? Hysterical. Right. See, that went over my head. Cause did I'd you ever had... see Friday? No. What? It was almost like a Friday reunion. Yeah, it was a Friday Friday reunion. after next, yeah. 200 years in the future. <laughs> They get to, I like when they go to futuristic worlds and, you know, it's like three, so 300 years later, which we don't, do we know at the beginning? Does it say the date? Yeah, it says like 1914 or something. And then it says 300 years later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be 2214? Is that where we are? 23rd century. Yeah, it'd be like 2214. Okay. Something like that. So basically 200 years from right now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Well, no, we don't have to because it's there. No, but is it? Yeah, I really like this Do you think that's what the future would be like? Well, we've seen it also in, st- in Star Wars. Sorry. How long did it take time to mention <laughs> yeah. it? I just feel like I have to talk about it. But all those overpopulated cities, it's like the clean air is up the top and down the bottom in Smogsville. Okay. And mm. so when, um, uh, you know, the big fair landed in his lap, yeah. uh, he had to hide from the police when there was a, a chase going. So he went down into the smog and no one goes there because it's like the des- desolate kind of scum part. Mm-hmm. I think okay. that's realistic. Yes. Um, so like below the fog when he says that and they're hanging out in there. So yeah. you never, in the futuristic world, you never go to the ground. Like you're never on the floor. No, it just keeps going up and up. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah, when you think about it. So they just kept building like higher and higher skyscrapers. And that's why when you look down all the cars. But then you have these artificial kind of planets like the, oh, what's it called? The Florin... The, oh, the Florin Paradise? Yes. Yeah. Yes, which is completely artificially built. And then they have like a makeshift. You were wincing about this. This I'm is sorry. like a dream, the dream place. You didn't like the Florin Paradise? Now I'm starting to realize I didn't like this. 
No. You're not convincing me. You're taking it the other direction. No, the characters. Are... Maud, take it. Come on, you can do this. Where do we even start? Should we break this down into yes. characters? And let's to... start. Okay, listen. Start at the beginning because I like yes. Egypt stuff. I love aliens. I love UFOs. Right. I'm me a too. huge like. I love conspiracies, and to me, they're Santa Claus for grown-ups. Around the desk, do aliens exist? Yes, it's almost a mathematical certainty. We are so hundreds small. of billions of stars. Yeah, we are so small yeah. in such a gigantic. Like, okay, I believe. Yeah, we I are, believe as like, well. We are so nothing in the whole scheme. Of but things. I don't think we can. There's no like. Basically, physics has taught us <laughs> that we can't do space travel, and we will ever meet these people. Probably not. Right. Like, oh. realistically. But that's based it. on the technology that we have created as a human race. Okay. Who's to say that the same kind of amoeba that decided to evolve into something else under different conditions yes. created different brain matter and then obviously looked nothing like us mm-hmm. and therefore was able to create another technology. Maybe they're, you know... It's a solid pitch. Yeah. Come on. It's a solid one. <laughs> Haven't you seen every other sci-fi freaking yes. movie, man? Okay. Now... I don't like the aliens, like the nice-looking aliens. I don't like. I didn't like them because they were really weird looking. They the look weird like, guys. Yeah, they look like tubas, right? They look like big, like brass uh, horns. Oh, the, the nice aliens. Yeah, the nice aliens. Which ones are the nice aliens? The, the ones that land at the beginning in the in the oh, yeah, take yeah, the yeah, stones. Yeah. The take the do you guys stones. want to do the plot? So yes. people out there. Okay, yeah. go. Great. So right at the beginning, we are in a desert area, and this Egypt. Is it in particular? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the movie, Egypt. yeah. And then at the end of the movie, they, they land, that's the one time they're on Earth, Earth. They're not, not, because remember they have to be in the sand. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's, there are hieroglyphics and we have a professor who is, you know, trying to dust off the, the message. Right. And the message is basically that there's a big a ball of energy that has the power to destroy the entire planet yeah. that comes every 5,000 years. And the only thing that can defend this giant ball of evil is the fifth element. So all four elements and the fifth. And okay. he's getting this all from cave drawings, which always to me, when I would, I would like do the hieroglyphics, I always thought that I was like trying to like get a code, right? And this guy's like doing the code and I never understood the code. Hence why I'm like not good at crosswords or anything <laughs> like that. It's like anything that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be like that for me. I would know nothing on how to make that happen. I would be, look at the drawings and I'm like, dude with arrow? Yeah. So nothing. nothing, right? So nothing. It's like a squiggly line and that's supposed yeah. to be like, you know, the destruction of the earth. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. see it now. And it oh, just wow. looks like a, a microwave. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So then the, the nice aliens show up, right? Yes. So during this whole particular time, throughout centuries, mm-hmm. the priests are the ones that have this information. So for 5,000 years, it's their job to pass down about the fifth element, right. mm-hmm. you know, so they have possession of the stones. But because this is the only thing, the only weapon that can stop the ball of evil, um, they have to protect it completely. Ball of evil being and, a relative term. We just don't know. Well, and then like the fifth element being place. like that, like, because that goes back to like what Aristotle or whatever, when he thought like the ancients thought that it was like earth, fire, wind and water, water and everything else. And was, heart and they are Captain Planet. Right. And then but then the fifth <laughs> element, I guess the logic behind it is that there's something else yeah. to life there's that like we entity. can't come. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right, go right. on. Cool. So um obviously behind that wall, the reason why there's that was cool. there. Yep. The when the alien wall. opened it, <laughs> yeah. that was neat. Yeah. Right. I'll awesome. give it that T. Yeah. But now okay. okay. See we're killing All right, it I want you okay. Yeah. yeah, that was sweet. Pyramids open. Whenever a stone when that, that wall moves. Th- yes. I'm a big on. fan of hidden stuff. Hidden like stuff. in Scooby Doo when they take a book and the thing would open, I'd be like Perfect. awesome. All I've ever wanted. I want in that in my, my house. house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then a picture where you can look through the eyes and keep track of it. And I want a lever in my fireplace in the fire like in Indiana Jones. 
Jones in the Last Crusade, which we were talking about earlier. The, the fireplace can switch. That's all I want. And it switches, and there's like a, a big documented book library with like evil, like everything's whatever. I'm really, really snack. Yeah, 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 I just yeah. want a snack bar. In <laughs> a there. snack bar in there. A nice bartender named Jerry just making cocktails. There's a pretzel in my buddy. Room. Yeah, <laughs> not even cocktails, like brownies uh, and popcorn. Yeah. yeah. So he gets behind the, su- the sweet moving stone wall. Yes, but this alien race that looks like a kind of a... It's a tuba, t- tuba yeah. robot? Yeah. Yeah, gigantic circle robot. Yeah, kid's, that's uh, metal. A kid's science project kind of thing. Exactly. Who was able to, you know, be animated. Whoever designed that was just like, Ugh, this well, is all we got. Well, I mean, I can appreciate that they're trying to discover, like we were just what we were just saying, how is it that we can all, from a living organism, become and grow, you know, to particular things? Like, we look like this. Who's to say that they would not look like... Metal a, circle. Kind of neat. Yeah. Big metal Cheerios they, with they, heads. Okay, they looked a little cheap. And the waddling yeah. that they did. Yeah, yeah. Like, how are those guys supposed to... They were real to, people. But how are they supposed to protect these stones when they can't really move that fast? And they yeah. look, like, really weak. That's why they hit them! That's brain power. So brain power. <laughs> You're vouching for these giant okay. circle robots. We'll go there. So now there's they the, the stones. And then they take the stones back with them, right? So now... That was the purpose. No, they that left person. a message. Yeah. That were like... We have to take the stones. Yeah. But we'll be back. Because they didn't trust us to protect it anymore. They're not safe on Earth anymore. Perry bloody shot him with the gun, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then in comes Dylan McKay, all like spiced out, but he's like a real wuss in this. And then he's got that crappy gun and he's like, no, you can't do it. Really acting toward a force at that point. I mean, like genius acting. He shoots the sweet, nice robot. He, because he goes so slow, the doors are closing and he crushes, but he gets the key. Key. The key is the important part. So the priest passes. So then, boom, smash cut 300 years later, flying cars, everything's awesome. We're in the future. We're in the future, and yeah. cuts to that apartment, and boom, it's it's John McClane. I mean, Bruce Willis. It's not Die Hard. It's Die Hard in the future, because he yes. literally wakes up like at the beginning of every Die Hard, and he's just like, scruff, hair's not the best, he's like hungover, there's cigarettes involved, obviously. But now obviously. he's blonde. But now yeah. he's got frosted tips. Okay, even the cigarette part, so this is what I appreciate about The Fifth Element, their attention to detail. Uh, the cigarettes had like, you know, three quarters filter yeah. and just like a little bit of this. And it's like, you have four for today. Yeah. Please quit. You know, you're trying uh, to quit. Yeah. Right. So just things like that where they're allocated four cigarettes and there's like a small, a small amount and a huge filter. Like these sorts of things. I'm like, that's clever. I agree with that. That's pretty and cool. And every right? time I smoke a cigarette I, with a filter, I think about the fifth element cigarettes. I, I think it's terrible that <laughs> even in the future you have to smoke cigarettes to be cool. Say no to tobacco, kids. There Don't you go. do, Don't do tobacco, kids. And saying it. He's trying to quit. That was a nice thing. And he's always looking for matches, which comes to play at the end. And he's always trying to like light up that morning cigarette, get his coffee, whatever. Yeah, maybe the cigarette's actually really important. Yeah. yeah. It's the key to the the unlocking. It's it's a it's a little wormhole that it's we have to go down, It's not a habit. Steve. Yes. It is the clue. It, it's a, yeah. And so he also lives in those apartments, which I like, are kind of like how I imagine Love Japanese apartments. apartments now. Like, yeah. they're always like Japanese hotels where they like put you, remember that Seinfeld when they put him in the, all his Japanese come, friends come to visit and he puts him in the, in the, uh, the dresser. So the Japanese guys are like sleeping in drawers. Do you remember <laughs> that's that? Yeah. Adorable. Yeah. That's right. So that's what I imagine Japanese hotels would be like. They, they put them in these like little safe rooms and everything's just compact in these places. But it's such a clever use of space. So even looking at this from an arch- um, architectural point of view, right? That's a too yeah. big of a word for Steve. Uh, interior. <laughs> design point of view so you've got the fridge and the fridge will lower so your shower is there yeah. the shower goes up self cleans so then you have the fridge again so that's one use of the wall space you yeah. get me now the the bed also sucks back into the wall and there's two beds on top of each other yeah. so that when one's cleaning you can use the other one it's so clever with that yeah. as well um <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> the use we're going, of the, we're the two it. circles of the hands, like that's as yeah, a screening that process. That's so just a safety hands. thing, yeah, yeah, because obviously there's like a, the police they brutality. But when, the, 
Okay. Now, here's the... Yeah. You're so defeated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get him there. We'll get him there. Because yeah, yeah. I enjoyed this movie. Okay. I like this movie. Now, okay, here's a so, fun fact as well. I think that a great part of this movie, and maybe this is why you won't appreciate it so much, but it's the costume design. Oh, yeah. I don't like that at all. Really? I the cops' was- uniforms were really bad. The cops uniform. They look like Judge Dredd, but on Halloween, like cheap Halloween costumes. But this is like a 1997's perspective of a futuristic look. Did this come out before or after Demolition Man? Because Demolition Man kind of had like the same kind of look for the, the uniforms. I could look it up. but After. After? Thanks, JT. Yeah, you come in. But big big with, squeeze back there. With the costume part of it, what's fascinating, what's really cool... Go. For a girl who studied fashion for six months before dropping out because I learned to make boxer shorts, <laughs> is that John Paul Gaultier did all the costumes. Get out of here! Exactly. I wear his cologne sometimes when I want to impress the ladies. So it was him. He's so like never. this fashion designer, a very, very big famous one. Right? There you go. Yeah. Well, it um, did look like an En Vogue music video. I mean, that's like a very fashiony to fashion to be fashion, but they weren't like functional uniforms. No, even something as simple as uh, what uh, Corbin Dallas was wearing. Yeah. You know, like the skin type orange with the panels at the back. That's awful. That shirt is terrible. Yeah, now in 2014, but in 200 years' time, that's something that they could be wearing. I like your foresight. You're really, you're feeling it. You're feeling yeah, it. Yeah, you like I it. I loved yeah. the look of it. So I now, I could see that movie. if you're like nerdy and you like science fiction and fashion. This, okay. Yeah. And there was a, I, what I did like, there was a female hero. Right. We'll get to that. I thought right. that was good. For women in kids. film. Awesome. Yeah. The other women in the movie where you had Corbin's mom who you could only hear the Hysterical. voice. Hysterical. Yeah. That part is. I really liked. She was yeah, great. What, are you too busy to pick up your phone and is call that, your mom? Is your mom or my mom doing yeah, the same yeah. kind of thing? You but never the fact call. that the mom kept finding him. Adorable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. The general, like, right, the general, the person, Corbin's mother. Like, you know, that was <laughs> Good great. Punch. Yeah, but so he's a taxi driver. Obviously, I mean, like he's down on his luck. It's Bruce Willis. Every time he is a hero in a movie, it starts with him being down on his luck. Yeah, he's never, he's never like put but together like, and shows up in a suit. out the wazoo. Of course, he's like down on his luck. But he's already saved the world and all of his you multiple know, times department of what are they called? Like your team, your yeah, it was his special forces. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like basically, a Green Beret in the future. Yeah, this guy yeah. would have been had, having training for yeah. like twenty five years and. Now he's down on his luck. But he only has five points left in his license. Yeah, I don't we don't know the that. point system. Yeah, I don't understand the point system. The and future, who was the person that called him? That's his boss, the guy that owns the cab company. No, but remember somebody was like, we have to meet tonight? Was that his boss? Oh, like boss his buddy, man? I think. His buddy that was talking about his so, wife. Oh, because like I thought his buddy him. was going to try to recruit him for a mission. But then when he gets recruited... By the, with the yeah okay go on explain it to me again well Keep I talking. think it was like more of his buddy was trying to recruit him to something because he like he knew that Corbin Dallas wasn't feeling the best because his wife had just left him he only yeah. loves one woman got him a job yeah. as a cab driver hey you know this right. will get you out of a bad situation okay. but because really Corbin points, Dallas so. yeah Corbin Dallas lives by his own set of rules yeah right so he can't he, he can't really work for the man hold on Corbin Dallas in itself is one of the best names of a hero we've ever had it is a pretty sweet name can we just name. try a little bit Come of light on, on that no you don't like the name Corbin Dallas Corbin Dallas? It's great, dude. Corbin's a great name. Cor- the- Would you ever be intimidated if I got... Oh, fuck. Shut up. Here comes Corbin. No. Oh, come on, <laughs> but Corbin Dallas? Dude, great that's, name. That's a pro wrestler's name right that's there. That's a hero Corbin Dallas name. is a pro wrestler's name. If you put it in that you know context... What? This, honestly, this movie, I've never experienced anything like this where it's like right in the middle. It's like that Seinfeld episode, Even Steven, Even where I'm Steven. like, eh, it's Corbin. It's all right. Yeah. No, Corbin like on Dallas a scale one to ten, this movie's a five. Okay, right? well, yes. we'll agree. And Lelou, I'm at a five. Lelou, great name. Great name. These are great names. Now, at one point here, we see that the the nice aliens are getting their ship destroyed. 
Okay. Yeah. They fly into the, they get. Oh, okay. The- Cause it is 300 years later and the big ball of evil is about to come down. So they need right. to deliver the stones and the fifth element to earth. Right. Now these mercenaries that guys. The warthog kind of dude look yeah. like gargoyles. To yeah. A they look extent. like the cartoons that like you see in commercials for like, what's on the inside of your toilet? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like, <laughs> and you spray, you know what I mean? Like that's what it, that's the what scrubbing bubbles like. come. Corbin Dallas is a scrubbing <laughs> bubble to get rid of the Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or like that. Or those Mucinex commercials. Yeah. Stuff under your fingernail. <laughs> It's exactly what they are. That's these, true. And then these guys somehow develop like they have limited English skills. Yeah. But they as the movie goes on, they have better ones. Maybe the leader speaks the most English to okay. a certain extent. I don't know. They destroy it. They think they get the stones and But they, they destroy it because they they're obviously mercenaries. So who's paying yeah. them to do that? Zorg is. Okay. Zorg has a direct communication with Ball of Evil. Right. They have been talking. Ball of Evil is like, I need you to destroy the one thing that can end me. And Ball of Evil is like the eye in uh, is Sauron. There it's you go. like yeah. it's because it's just all an all seeing eye, but this is an all evil ball of planet fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can't kill it. <laughs> you can't fire things at it because it Well evil it evil creates I thought that was interesting. Yes. Like thematically I like that at the beginning when it was the priest giving contradictory advice to that of the generals. Yes. yes. And it was like if you fight evil with evil, it's just gonna make more evil. Yes. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get can it. get on board with that. Right. Did you kind of feel like you wanted to help someone? I always that? yeah, always. <laughs> Steve's a helpful guy. Okay. Yes. So fire or evil begets evil. They realize that they can't defeat this thing, but it's like it's coming. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They fire on it and it makes it bigger and more eviler. Yeah. yeah that's like, it. Oh crap. So uh, the priest is like, "There is the ship coming," and I know because I'm the priest that's passed down the information. Mm-hmm. They are delivering the thing that will help us. Yeah. It gets blown up. Uh-oh. Right. Right. So they goes, "Well, that's that's it. We are doomed. We're Bad doomed. news. Now we gotta we gotta make a, a special thing here. Yeah. So the pr- somehow, <laughs> by the way, the priest's name is Vito Cornelius. Yes, Cornelius. Cornelius. You can't Cornelius. Remember from. <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Like Vito Corleone, yeah. but then it's like a play on Vito Cornelius. Come Who's on. Vito Corleone? What? <gasps> the Godfather. The Godfather. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh my, God. that explains everything. Uh, now that's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've just never seen that one. Oh yeah, that's a real movie. It's We've great. spoken oh about my taste in movies and I've mentioned oh my The Princess God. Bride and The Fifth Element. Where would The Godfather sit in that? I don't know, Maud, but that is disappointing. I have actually just discovered, though, now you know what I feel when someone that I meet hasn't seen Star Wars. Okay. I okay. have that reaction. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. We'll give it to you. Yeah. You should watch uh, The Godfather, though. J- just the first okay, one. Okay, maybe I'll watch The Godfather. That's not even close. Okay, you haven't seen it, so I have no idea. So, Vito Corleonis comes in, and he, or Cornelius. Cornelius. Vito Cornelius. Cornelius. We haven't got to you to do the impression yet. You're no, going to get there. It's, we'll get You're going to have your time, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And so, he's like, uh, I would, can I, but he just, he, they basically bring him in because he's some expert in this and they bring him in to talk yes. about it. And he's like let me give you a thing yada 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 and he tells a story they're all like get out of here old man you idiot you don't know anything yeah. oh yeah but we're then, the military we know what's right right yep all, always you know the military <laughs> am I right uh, so we've got to the part where the, the thing that's going to save them has just been blown up. Right. And that's from, from Zorg's orders. Right. Okay. Um, Played and by a weird-looking Phantom of the Opera head style of... Because he's got that clear head like I, th- I was embarrassed for Gary Oldman. It's awful. He was like, oh, fuck, i got to wear that. Did John Paul Goatee... Did, yeah, did he design he the head wig? I think he would have Yeah, I think he oh would have. I assume he would have. From, from Drexel and True Romance, probably around the same time this movie got made. Yeah. yeah. From Drexel and True Romance to this to fucking this moron. weirdo. Okay, just go. 
just before you guys bag out Gary Oldman, I should probably let you know that he married my second cousin, so we're technically family. So just maybe keep them in a room. Dude, not, I asked him. He was he's an amazing actor. He might be one of like the greatest actors of all time. Yeah, he's that's incredible. why I just gave him a shout out for True Romance, where yeah. he killed it. Sid Vicious, as Drexel. I mean, he's incredible. But this one, I don't know. This was a paycheck. No, movie. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he had very. He, he was he was like, uh, how much are they paying me? Yeah, <laughs> Zorg. And he had the flavor saver. I don't care what you are. You have a flavor saver. You're an evil person in a movie. <laughs> you're either a douche from Orange county or you're an evil person in a movie that's just all i gotta say or like hip dad yeah <laughs> you know they got recently got divorced with like that diners driving dive jewelry yeah, like, say, hey, kids, like a big chain and a is ring. that your babysitter i'll be right back <laughs> and he's and he's got the corbin dallas haircut he did got frosted tips uh, uh, like, that was a thing yeah. yeah i don't like this movie the more we're reliving it i'm like See, I'm, I'm on board. I love this movie. Okay, so let's get to the part I which I it. think is one of the best okay, parts of the movie. Go. So okay. they've salvaged the wreck, and yes. all they've found is you know what the the encrypted tomb where the fifth element lies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is um, an arm. Now they take her into this science lab, and they reconstruct her. That's from awesome. Me. When they go, it was they like reconstruct stitching. her just from yeah. some of the particles and yeah, the, the, the DNA. All the DNA, had. the dense DNA compared yeah. to what we had. Yeah. And the guy who understands like body and uh, you know the science gen- genetics. Yeah, yeah. The fact that he was geeking out so hard on her made us excited. It's like, yeah. wow, yeah. we're hearing about this man. Right, we don't know it's a chicken. And there. he's like a professional, so you know if he's excited, it's got to be something awesome. He's losing it. And then when yeah. it's like, this is what DNA looks like, this is what they've got, and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it is Yeah, cool. that was cool. Yeah. And then they've got the arm. Because I didn't know it was an arm at first. I thought it was like a little baby robot it, or yeah. dead, like a little cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. look at that. Exactly. I was like, is it a cricket? Is it a it cockroach? Like, you know, like in Egypt, they had those scarabs that they always yeah. got the, like the, the fossil of. It looked like a scarab, that too. Was, yeah. yeah. In fairness, that did not clearly look like an arm, but no. then when they were starting to build on it. Yeah, that was neat. That was really cool. Really and that's cool. something that I got excited about with the future. Yeah. It's like, I want us to be able to work towards that technology. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And when it was like the sinew, when it was like doing Sort of the... like in Starship Troopers, when he is like, he gets rebuilt. Then... Yeah. That stuff's neat. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. And then they put, the, and then you kind of, from behind, you see some side nipple when they finally get to her body. And then they put the thermal bands on. Yes. So there's, you know, yeah. for me, if there's a little bit of nudity in the movie, it obviously makes a little, uh, adds to it. And yeah. so offensive. You know, you, you sounded offended when they weren't C-cup boobs. I was joking. Okay. <laughs> I was sort of. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> perfect, nice really. It's quite a perfect body. When it's you quite a nice body. Yes. It's, it's not, it's body. great. Depending it's not on, perfect. Depending That's on your nationality, Italians seem to really prefer boobs on women. So Why not? It is what it is. Okay. Um, so, uh, so now she's in this thing and then the general's like, is that thing, whatever. And class. he treats it dumb. You've just had yeah. a scientist say, this is perfect. Yeah. Like, if, if the only word to describe this is perfection. Yeah. Um, and then the general's like, you need to work on your communication yeah. skills if you want to get out. And, and then, then shows she, the pass. Yeah. No, you guys don't watch she's golf. Calculated. But there's a golfer named Keegan Bradley. And when he looks at putts, he goes like, he does like a weird look at it. Uh-huh. So that's what Mila Jovovich does. She like she stares into a... his soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. a, like a pouncing cat. Yes. And then just through the glass and like knocks him out. Yeah, that was that's pretty cool. Bad, yeah. Pretty badass. And that's when you're like, oh, oh she's not cool. only is she a woman. Yeah. And the perfect being is a woman. Sure. But she kicks ass. Serious Yeah, ass. I liked all that stuff. Um, the the and that's when I realized that Miller was a really great actress when she's yeah. in that kind of the the tube and she can't get out and she's like kind of getting her surroundings she's like <laughs> scattering all yeah. around I thought a she very good one person performance when you think about it because she, she didn't really have to talk much and then she learns English and it was she, come on dude that was a pretty good acting performance she well what I was impressed with was what I because I was like trying to figure out the movie so I did a little re- 
that's a real language. That what her, she was saying? Her, yeah, her and the director developed. And, yeah, and they yes. were talking that back and forth. Yeah. And then, of course, the director left his wife for her. <laughs> I didn't know that. Whoa, I didn't either. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because his, his yeah, wife no. at the time of the movie was the opera singer chick. Yes, I uh, didn't know that. And then he was like, later, move over, bacon. <laughs> there's something leaner. Sizzling. <laughs> like, he just... But the, the wife was not supposed to play that role in it. That's another fun fact that I well, had. Because she uh, was probably like, uh, who are you shooting a movie with? Oh, I'm going to be on yeah. set. There's a woman that's, that's exactly. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. We need uh, someone who's going to be like eight feet tall. He's blue. I'll do it. Yeah. I will yeah. do it. I will do it. I, and I've got my eye on you. Yeah. yeah. Just so I can be there in the final scene. And she then she dives. So she fights everybody and then she runs and dives through what looks like old popcorn. Yes. Um, yeah, that was pretty neat. Yeah. And then all that stuff was neat. Lands in... And then she's like, is on a ledge, and then she lands in Willis's cap. Right? Yes, like they're chasing her down. A big fair dropped in his lap. Right. And I don't know. Yeah, it was all those jokes that I was like, man. Oh, uh, love uh, it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that the cabs in the future are a lot thinner because if you were to fall through. Well, that's the thing. It's fall like, what is she metal? made of then? Yes. So we just saw her get made. So we technically yeah. know that it's all skin and bone. She's, and She's a normal human being. Like, it's sort she's of. Not. But she's not. She's got 200 strands of the DNA that yeah, we Yeah, but only... that doesn't make her like. Because she, she still bleeds and is shot. Yes. So that doesn't mean yeah, that she can fall through that a cab. Stuff. Yeah. Right? I think she's more resilient. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is that to fall through metal <laughs> on the cab, unless the cab is made of like waffles. Yeah, tin okay? foil. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She just dove through that. The wall. The popcorn. Maybe that's what everything's made out of. It's like a biodegradable material because it's the future. Oh, okay. Maud sold it there. There we go. Oh, there you go. Now we now now he's gotta like take care of her and they're like searching for But she's freaking out in the cab. Yeah, so she, she gets in the cab and she's all Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Go. <laughs> Mud. That was good. And then mud. That was very, very good. Can you do the multi-pass real quick? Well, that's oh, we'll, oh, we'll get, get to that. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So now they're all like hanging out, and he, she knows that she has to get to like Cornelius. But or he whoever. does that thing where he's like, "What is going on?" Boom, dream girl. Yeah, that look. Yeah, that he's fallen. Mm-hmm. They technically she fell. Yeah. Oh. Uh, metaphor. Juxtaposition. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> So now he's got her, and they are like avoiding the cops, and they have to go to Cornelius, and like Cornelius. But she asks for help, <laughs> please help, and he's like, "They've got, I've got a babe. She's so unusual. She's so different. I'm heartbroken." Total I rocker, have, alt chick. He got down to one point on the license because yeah. you've had an accident. You mm. now have. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, right." So there's nothing going for him. Right. He's yeah. got nothing to lose. Yes. And now he's got a chick to gain. Yes. Who needs help? <laughs> Um, so this is like this whole, the police are there and he's got the wits and he can get out of any situation really. Yeah, he's so a badass. He, he chooses yeah. the girl. It's, it's Willis. I mean, he's a badass. And mm. then, it, then now it's like, now he's even more John McClane because he's got to rescue the girl. He's got a girl in, in his arms. Rescue like, the girl. Rescue. How about rescue life? <laughs> Time's not the important. World. Life is important. Yes. I actually do like the fact that you kind of like from his perspective, um, perspective, she is very weak and you know, and he needs to care for her. Yeah. And then she's kind of like, "No, I've got this." <laughs> well, that was my favorite line in the movie where she says that to him, where she was like, "Don't worry, I'll protect you." Yeah, and he was yeah, like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, and she was a badass. Look, sleep <laughs> when she did kung fu on those dudes. That oh, was yeah. pretty yeah, cool yeah, yeah. thing. I feel like we could. So we're here, the Cornelius thing. Now we realize uh, that that Zorg is paying these guys to get these stones. The stones don't 
come. The stones are supposedly going to be on this thing. They get Corbin to get to this thing. Let's get to the point where now they're like they go on the. But even radio like a subtly con- that I want to bring up, like yeah. um, you know, someone's like Zorg. Uh, we've been told that we need to fire five hundred thousand cab drivers, you know, or like you know, yeah. we need to do a big firing. Yeah. yeah, and he's like firing a million of them. You know, he's just, yeah, like, just mean. So we don't need to. And he's like but, an arms dealer, right? He's got those. Yeah. And it's, does he want gun. the stones so he can destroy them? To put, so Earth no, gets because destroyed he's paid by the evil planet. Yes, force. which is why it's like my my you know fees have. Tripled. Money is no object. There it is. Yeah, that was interesting. So he's fueled by greed. Right. Yeah, and in a weird way, he thought he was doing the right thing. Mm, no. Remember that? Remember that where he said, no, I'm in the life business too? Because he was like, essentially, because he, he's a war oh, profiteer. Yes, yes. Yeah. When he was like, no, this create by destruction. Destruction yeah, creates. Yeah, creates. I think he said it like it makes creation. Like out of, you destroy, then you build up, you destroy, and yeah. you build up. yeah. I just kept looking at it. Look like, um, uh, like, um, you know, when you get those chocolate donuts, like the chocolate. Dusted, Do I the chocolate dusted like ice balls, and then you like get the powder off, and inside is like a gooey thing. That's what that planet always I've looked like. Never had to me. one of those. You never had. It? I think they're called tartufo. Have you ever had tartufo? Does it's it look like thing? a no. no. But that, that's what the planet looked like. So it was like dusted chocolate, and then you dig in, and there's like a gooey ice cream center. The okay. evil planet thing. Yeah, that's, that's it, what it, that it, was. Okay. It, it didn't look threatening to me because it looked like a dessert. Okay. okay. All right. Anyway, how does a planet pay a man? I I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't know that as he well. He doesn't but even have arms to him. Yeah, you know, money. There's no people. But that's the thing. Like, this guy's like, I need your help. And he's like, little cost you. He's like, yeah, sure. Because I'm going to kill everything anyway. So what he just says, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. So now they've arranged for them to go- to meet the diva for the rocks. And the priest is trying to get... Hold on. You've skipped a lot ahead. I'm, we're running out of time. Yeah, oh, we're, okay. we're cutting time here. Oh, right. we, we only have about eight minutes to go, so we got to get to the parts. Oh, and you guys still have to give it. What I honestly, I'm starting to think there's too many elements in the fifth element. <laughs> like, there's, there's just too many storylines, too many but things they coming all together. work. There's yeah. no kind of loopholes or things that don't really get tied together. The whole thing kind of just, it all works. Everything has a purpose. I, I agree. I agree. It does work. It's tied up really well. Mm. The only, uh, so... We get anyway, so we Corbin Dallas wins this trip. They're like keep talking about this thing, and he has to which get has this been island. staged by the military government because he's the only person suitable to save the world, and, yes. save the world. and retrieve the stones. Exactly, and yes. this is when we first meet Chris Rock, and he's this awesome flame. Chris Tucker, radio. Chris Tucker, sorry, yes, uh, this awesome we'll flame. We'll be right. Yeah, yeah, atrocious, <laughs> and he's aw- I liked I him. Love it. It. Uh, it's so funny. His hair, <laughs> his hair looked like Cuber. Yeah, it did like you know, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I relate to him because he's a radio presenter. Yeah. From five till seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever, the greatest show he's ever done. Yeah. And so <laughs> he gets that thing and everybody's trying to be Corbin Dallas at like the check-in. And the girls that play the airline people are oh, perfect. Like right. so hot. Oh, yeah. so hot. That's and, one thing I think that Doug. will be in the future. Yes. But even the technology high. of the, you know, we're going to sleep now. Clunk out. Done. You know, right. that's cool. That is so cool. Now they get to this floating ship in the middle of an ocean, but we don't see... I don't know if there's any beaches there. It's just ocean, and they're on a floating ship. Yes. Right? So we just... That, that's the paradise? It's like the uh, futuristic equivalent of a cruise ship. Okay, got yep. it. So they get there, and they realize that, you know, everybody is now converging. The Zorgs... Or Zorg is converging. Those monsters Zorg are converging. Zorg has burnt the mercenaries by blowing up all those guys because they didn't bring the stones in the first place. Right. right. So then Red they're at war. The yes. Yeah. Now they're at war. Zorg needs to answer to um, Ball of Evil. The tartu- the chocolate dessert. Yeah. And then you've uh-huh. got the priest that's on there as well who doesn't think that anyone else, and when anyone else can do the job because I know right. that Corbin Dallas is also employed by the government. They're all coming together. Right. For They're the all same fighting thing. for the same thing. And if you notice, Corbin Dallas and Zorg never actually talked or met in the entire movie. Really? No, not once. Mm. Did they have an interaction? Both fighting for the same thing never actually crossed paths at all. 
nobody knew about Corbin Dallas and Corbin Dallas didn't know about Zorg. Just that he had to get these stones and that people were attacking him. He was more at war with those, the warthog looking guys than anything. Which is te- it was just funny because technically Zorg fired Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's mm. the only interaction they really had was the cab driver. So now they're in this thing and they got to get the stones. The diva supposedly has the stones in her thing. This is my weak part of the movie. This is one part I did not like. I thought that the singing operatic part took a little bit too long. At mm. the start, it's like, I get it. You're singing. Oh. And then she does like a hip hop opera. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. That. What That's was that? Weird. I did not like that at all. It took away from I everything. I didn't like the look of her either. It was kind of weird. I um. This she was Star Wars ish. Yeah, she was very Star Wars. Creature Cantina. I didn't mind it. She looks a bit yeah. Twilight. And what I thought, what I liked about that scene was uh, the the beauty of emotion, and that's what I thought that was. Like, because Bruce Willis is almost moved to tears, and when you hear a beautiful piece of music, mm-hmm. opera, or classical music, something that's timeless, yeah. it's 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 not the words, it's not the it just it, it affects how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's that's what they're trying to save that that humanity that emotion. Yeah. And that's what I thought the fifth element. And then real, it triggered the montage. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. And then, boom, now we're in like an all-out war with the, the warthogs. And, and that scene, that next 15 minutes was like really cool. That yeah. was awesome. That, and then so it turned into the fifth element was like unleashed, well, you know, the extent of how great she is as a, as a warrior. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was awesome. She starts okay, you guys, okay. Yeah, right? we're going into the and lights now Zorg part. starts lighting her up with that amazing gun that shoots everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a Mose. cool gun. That when he picked really it up, it looked so light and comfortable. And it's a flamethrower. It will ice you and net. Every gun. Yeah, well, that's what I didn't buy, though. Like, in the future, they're not going to have weapons like that. It'll just be a boom. And well, then I think in the future, there, was, there needs to be more lasers. Yeah, I could understand there were still bullets. Yeah. Like, when the NYPD was chasing them and they opened up with bullets, I'm like, come on. Bro. Yeah, I feel like it would be more lasers. But maybe lasers. Because, <laughs> more lasers. <laughs> so now there's the, the awesome shootout, and this is where they like they blow up everything, and there's the Chris Rock scream, or Chris, Chris Tucker okay. screaming. He screams he, two notes at once. Ah! Like I can't do it. Cobster, our, our associate producer, wanted me to scream and I can't do it. It's I bet Maud can. Maud, can you scream? I don't know if I can go that high. But it's it's incredible how he does it. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's the height of it, but he has another lower yeah. note at the same time. Maybe that's Chris Rock. I mean... Good Chris, Lord! Chris! Chris Tucker's his his Mother mo Tucker. is that he has that that crazy loud voice that has those those inflections to it. Why he made a career out of that one character? <laughs> yeah. So now they're he's he's constantly recording the radio show yeah. while he's in the midst of and a the fire president fight. is listening to it. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's what was going on. That's right. how the president's getting the calm. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I didn't understand that. I was yeah. like, does, is he an agent? We find out that the stones are inside the diva. So so Bruce yes. Willis has to now pull he's the got stones the stones. They're covered in the blue blood. The fifth element the... shot. The dead lady. The it ain't over to the fact the dead lady tells him that she needs your love yeah. I yeah. thought that was interesting but I still didn't understand like if she was perfect and she understood everything why wouldn't she understand love yeah. and then my favorite scene that I thought was interesting was when she's doing her research on the on the spaceship on the war. war on war and how that how that depressed her right. yeah and she was like well why would I save this planet when right. you were so fueled by war right. and I know what war is but I don't really know what love is because I've never had it right that's a line to get hunker punker <laughs> well done I want to know, know what love is. <laughs> I want you to show me. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> um, so they get to the temple and they realize they don't know how to work the rocks. And yeah, this, this is, is like, a fun part. This is a really good part because we don't. The first time you watch it, you don't know how it works. Either. All right. So the whole movie, there's all this stuff. There's the big giant ball, and what I love is that we have this ticking time clock. They, all the experts say Warthogs Earth has done. seven. Warthogs are done. Away. Gary Altman's done. Now this giant ball of evil still coming towards Earth. They yeah. finally have the stones. They have the fifth element, which is like the hottest 
dumbest chick ever. Now they have to go back to like Egypt in the middle of this ancient hieroglyphic wall, use the key the priest has to get into the secret room where you place all the stones on the floor. You have earth, wind, fire, water, hot chick in the middle. The fifth element. Now you can't. Well, they need the stones. Need to open up. She's dying, and she's like, "Wind, wind blows." And Bruce Willis is like, "I wish." Bruce Willis is like, "I wish she would blow." No. Um. So then that you was interesting. Really well, that was the best part. We're running out of time, and I got to take you guys Go. there because you guys are walking down the beach, having the hand. This is it. This is the cool part. The whole movie, and because we're on a time clock. And what I don't understand about all these movies is nobody can get their shit done until the last seconds are ticking. Yes. Like Flash Gordon, Fifth Element, everything's always the last second. Yes. But then the assistant priest, the young priest, is like, "We're all doomed." <sighs> Boom! It's a stone, and then they realize, "Oh, wind blows. Blow on the wind. Light fire on the fire. Smoking cigarette. Dirt on this. But he has Water. one match left, and it's the dramatic. The wind blows, and it could right. blow out the match. But then it's still not working because Bruce Willis has to make out with the hot chick. Very she similar. Want to do and it. you know it was interesting because at the very beginning, when he first sees her, he kisses her when she's passed out and in a kind of creepy way. Yeah. But right. I'm but sorry. It, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then what does this mean? Oh, it means never without my permission. So it was like they flipped that Sleeping Beauty tale where the Prince Charming has to kiss her, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like, no, in the future it has to be mutual that a chick can save a dude and a dude can save a chick, but together they can save Earth. Right. And that's what I liked. Because that's what and happens. Boom! The, the, all the things collide, and she opens her mouth, and it shoots, and it kills. Yeah, that was the awesome. It stops the chocolate dessert. It turns it into a solid ball of ice cream, and the whole world is saved. And then it cuts to the end, and they're all like in that tube room where she yeah. was first created, and they're like, I "Oh, let's rescue." Yeah, the song the was the song was good. terrible for that. We cut, and they're in there just hooking up in a tube, basically in an MRI machine. They're banging it out. Yeah, yeah. if they would have ended the movie with like a Chicago song. <laughs> I am a man who will fight. Something like that. Yes. That would have been Just better. gone crazy back. And I guess it was all right. All right. If you I'd watch gonna, it again. Fine. We'll do it on, on a schmo scale. We haven't rated a movie in a while, but since this one, obviously you crushed Labyrinth, but you sort of like this one out of five. I like this way more than Labyrinth. Okay. F- a thousand really times like more. like the Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> of course you do. Okay. If you're going to give this a score out of five, what would you give this? I Three. Three. That's better than average. And then there's yeah. more. What would you give it? Oh, I just five. 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 Yeah, it's a clear five for me. I'm like a solid three eight, trending yeah. towards a three nine, maybe. I didn't know you could do points. Yeah, you can do so points. I'd be between a two five and a three. Okay. In there. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit better. Yeah. Like would you, you watch it, it again? It was interesting. If it was on TV, would you like stop? No, and my watch time's it? too valuable. <laughs> did you laugh at all out no, loud? You didn't not have a once. Ch- oh, wow. I'm a tough laugh though. You are a tough laugh. You make me laugh. <laughs> Oh man! I, listen, I love this movie, Mont. Thank you so much for yeah, coming Mont, thank on you for the hanging show out. and trying to convince Steve that this was great. It was I, pretty you, good. You, you know what? It. Maybe I'd watch it again. Okay. See, you I like did, science fiction. You did your job. We got there. I like the themes of this movie. It was such an thematically. I loved it. Like I love aliens and ancient Egypt and tying all that stuff together. Yes. I like uh, like I watch those like Discovery Channel shows all the time. It's like to me the. Ancient Don't. aliens with the guy with the hair, George Sakalakalus <laughs> or whatever. The Unanaki came, and I'm like, no, they didn't, but I want to believe anyway. 
Alien. I want to believe anyway. Schmoville, don't think that Steve didn't like this movie because he did. He's going to go I, back and start thinking about it. That's yeah, I liked it. Like I didn't. It, I liked it way more than Labyrinth, but I liked. I liked it what way less than Taken. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? When she's hungry and she go. puts in nothing, and then chicken. Chicken. <laughs> in the future, you can microwave a bullet into a full chicken dinner. It was a roast gets chicken. Me, gets me excited that about something possible. Uh, I will say, I think Fifth Element of the Future yeah. looks like this. I'd be pretty excited if that's what the Earth looked like in 200 years from right now. I would be pretty excited about it. Flying cars, big buildings, maybe not the fog part and like the dirtiness of it's it. It's going to happen though. Yeah, pollution. We're yeah, destroying our planet. Yeah, we are. Oh, don't say that. We can change it. We can change. Yeah. We can. Well, thank you guys as always for watching Guilty Movie mm-hmm. Pleasures. Uh, when, we'll, we're going to share the links. Hopefully the iTunes will be fixed. Watch yep. Maud on uh, Jedi Alliance with our buddy Ken Napsa. And guys, I have a new CD coming out. It's going to be up on iTunes. It's called Remember This. And uh, I did it. Coming up? Uh, it's going to be October 27th, I think. So pre-order. Yeah, pre-order it next iTunes, week. Whatever. Uh, go see, are you on the road coming Yeah, I'm in uh, Chicago this weekend at the Improv. Nice. And then uh, I'm going to be, well, doing shows for the Navy next week in D.C. Nice. All right. Awesome stuff. Uh, at Josh McCuga, at Steve Simone, at Maud Garrett. Uh, thank you guys always for watching. We'll see you next time. From producers Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, and the entire Schmoes No Network crew, we would like to thank you for listening to Guilty Movie Pleasures. What's your pleasure? Special thanks to Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, the author of Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness in stores now. To watch or listen to other Guilty Pleasure movie episodes or other episodes of the Schmoes No Network shows, get movie news, or to join the conversation, be sure to visit SchmoesNo.com. I'm the Pit Boss, and this has been a presentation of the Schmoes No Network.